folks to another episode of That Anita Live, the talk show dedicated to providing emotional healing to help you create a happier life. This week, I'm in studio with the Soul Impact Strategist. After surviving the death of her infant son, a cheating spouse, and a divorce, Shalita Winfield fought her way back to healthy and is now a life coach that helps women transform their lives by impacting their souls. What's going on, Shalita? Hi, Miss Anita. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so good. how do you impact souls? Mainly through teaching women that despite whatever happened, whatever they went through, okay. that they can come out on the other side and not only survive, but win. Okay, because you have felt, I mean, it sounds like a full life spectrum <laughs> of, <laughs> of stuff. Yes. Yeah. It, and that's how it feels sometimes. So, you know, there were different, there were separate incidents. So the death of my son was back in 2000. Okay. Um, my son, I was not um, with my then husband. Mm -hmm. We weren't together. So okay. my son's father is not my ex-husband. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the hospital for a regular checkup. And the doctor said, yeah, I can't send you home. I said, what are you talking about? I got stuff to do, I'm going home. He said, no, you can't go home or your baby's gonna fall out. <laughs> he said, so you have two hours to go get yourself together, get, pack a bag, and if you're not back here, I will send the ambulance out to get you. Wow. They called, I'm slow, everybody knows me knows, I'm never on time. And they called, the hospital called me and was like, um, you need to be on your way, if you're not here, we're coming to get you was in the hospital for five, six weeks. Literally every day, I worked from my hospital bed. I had clients come in. <laughs> I was a licensing agent at the time for the state of Virginia, and I, I mean, I was fine. I just couldn't stand up. <laughs> so I had Get people come in, here. and I worked. I maintained my workload for a little while. And then they were like, yeah, okay, this is a little ridiculous. So did they have you in traction? <laughs> Sometimes I was in Trendelen, the Trendelen mode, where your feet is, your head is at the floor and your feet is in the air, probably two or three times. I had pre-labor a couple of times. Ugh. Yeah, but ultimately, you know, I say all that with a smile on my face, but ultimately, um, my son was very, very early, very, very small. I had an emergency C-section, mm. um, and seven days later, he died. Okay. And... There was a lot, needless to say, there's a lot of emotions that comes with it, with that. Okay. But there was also a lot of guilt that came with that. All right. And all right. so that, I think, was the start of my own personal journey mm -hmm. to where I am now. Because, you know, when you're younger, you do a lot of things that impact your life. Mm -hmm. And I had made some decisions when I was 13, 14, 15 as a teenager that I felt were impacted the death of my son. So part of my story is that I had my, I had a, my first abortion when I was 13. Okay. And I had multiple abortions thereafter. Okay. And so th that plays with your mind. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of guilt, there was a lot of shame that came along, not only with the death of my son, but for me personally and intimately with the decisions that I had made leading up to getting pregnant. So I had to really work through that. And that is how I got into the topic of forgiveness. That's a really where forgiveness comes from. Forgiveness of yourself. Forgiveness of myself. How did you get there? I didn't have a choice. There was no way that I, I knew that I couldn't continue to beat myself up. I knew that I couldn't continue to be a 
public success and a private failure in my mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I, I, there a lot of prayer, a lot of church services, a lot of going through the altar, getting prayed for. Okay. You just get, I just got to a place in my life where I said I had to really let it go. I had to move past mm -hmm. those feelings based on a decision that I had made 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So I lived in a personal hell for 20 some odd years because I didn't know how to let it go. And that's what I teach women. How do you let go the choices that you made when you were too young and too immature to know any better? Mm -hmm. You weren't equipped. To right. Even make and that we decision. and we stay stuck in that. Women have a tendency to stay stuck in that. So now, okay, jumping forward, how did you get rid of the mister? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a little funnier. So <laughs> I met my um, ex-husband through his sister. We were good friends. We worked together. I met him. He came. I will never forget. He came out to my car and introduced himself. And I just saw these big brown eyes. And I was like, Lord have mercy. <laughs> and then, right. And we dated on and off for 10 years, different people. Really? You know, he, we break up, he date, we break up, I date somebody okay, else, okay, you know, okay. off and on for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And nevertheless, um, we ended up getting married. Um, year two or three, maybe year three, I don't even remember at this point. You just kind of know when something is off. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that something was off. And I got the snooping around. Mm. And I found receipt after receipt after receipt after mm. receipt. Stuff on the email, emails, pictures, all kinds of stuff. And come to find out, he was messing around with a woman that he worked with who had been to my house who I'd met and his sister's best friend at the same time. And the sister never said anything to you? I don't know if she knew. I would like to think she didn't know. Okay. I'm going with that. That's my story and I'm sticking I, to no, it. I asked because it, it, it surprised me. I interviewed a woman who was married to a man and his sister was actually the one that gave him up. I would like to think his sisters didn't know. Yeah. So how did you <laughs> now, now you've gotten to the point where everything is all spread out on the desk and you know. How did you get rid of him? I went to my pastor with a sealed envelope <laughs> with all the stuff in it. And I said, I need you to hold on to this. Don't open it. Just hold on to it. And I, I told him I knew, you know, and, and I was willing at that point in time to go to counseling. And, and you just reach a point where you know somebody not going to change. Mm -hmm. And he just really wasn't going to change. And so we separated. We did all of that. And I woke up. I gave him a year. To, I, the, I felt like the Lord had told me to give him a year to just try to figure out what he wanted to do. Got and it. I did that. And then it took me another year to say, okay, I'm done. Mm -hmm. But I realized I'm not going to be married to somebody who wants to be single. Mm -hmm. And I took my little happy hips on down to the attorney, meet me here, you write your check, I'm gonna write my check, and we are done. And that was it. He never gave you any fight back? Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was no more conversation. I, he knew me well enough to know, no, we're done. And it was really just that simple. And so that wasn't okay. so emotional for me because I had dealt with the emotional piece of it during those two years of our separation. Mm -hmm. And you know, we all know, these women, we sitting in this, in, in, this, in this audience, we know when you're done with the thing, you are done with the thing. And I was done with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so that was that. 
I got divorced and I went on with my little old happy life and I continue to work on me because the thing that I realized is that it's not like I didn't know what I was getting into. I just didn't want to admit it. There were enough red flags over 10 years for me to know who I was marrying. Red flags such as? Such as there was always friends. There was always other women around. He was very um, outgoing. Very, very charismatic and was just a magnet for people mm. in general. And I like that, but that comes, has the potential to come with problems because women were always attracted to him. And he was always attracted to them. Y'all hear that? <laughs> there you go. But so you had to, re I had to, and, there, and that comes in the forgiveness piece again. Because when I got real with myself, I had to say, okay, for real, you, it's not like you didn't know. You saw them red flags, you just ignored them. I was 30 some years old, I was ready to be married. Okay. And this was someone that I had known for years, who I was comfortable with, who I had been with, who I felt, I felt like, okay, this was it. So that's two. The that's death two. of your son and a divorce. Mm -hmm. Then we move on through life and... We move on through life, and I just remember thinking, it's got to be more. Mm. And not only did there have to be more, I deserved more. And that was the light bulb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was more, but I, I had to know that I deserved it. I had to know that I was worthy to have the agape, the God love that I was due mm -hmm. based on being a child of the king. Okay. So I had to change not only my thought process, but I had to change my outlook. I had to change the way that I saw myself and what I would and wouldn't I deal with. How does a woman get there? You know, people, you hear the old, yeah, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. You really do have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you have to want something it's more for old, yourself. It's not an old wives tale. It is really not an old wives tale. And that is, that is different for every person. But when you get to the place where you say, I am just, ugh, just ugh, it's got to be something better out there. I knew there was something better out there and I knew that God had, had something out there for me to do because I was sick. When we separated, I was sick and I didn't know it. And I was walking my dog and couldn't understand why it was taking me 30, 45 minutes to walk my dog on a 15 minute walk. I was just always tired. Mm. And I went to the doctor, regular whatever, for routine stuff, and the hospital called me back and said, you need to come to the ER and you need to come right now. I was at work and come to find out I had no blood in my body. They thought they had misread the test. The blood in my body was so low. So one doctor called and said, come through the ER. The oncologist, the hematologist called and said, come back to my office. They ran another blood test stat got the same reading. He mm -hmm. said, I don't know how you walking around. Mm -hmm. You should have come through this door in an ambulance with congestive heart failure. You don't have almost any blood in your body. I went through 15 weeks of iron transfusions and I knew God had me here for a reason. I had were to your, be something more. <laughs> were your iron transfusions inpatient or outpatient? They were outpatient over in Loudoun County. I went every Friday. I worked through all of this. So here I am going through my separation. And this is, you were how old? 
Oh, Jesus. Um, right, but you were in your late 30s. <laughs> I was in my 40s. late 30s. I had to been in my late 30s. It's, right, because a lot of people like to think of illnesses as being for the elderly. No, no, right? no. I may have, late 30s, you're right, late 30s, early 40s, because yeah. I, was, I was at that job from 25 to 20, 2005 to 2010. So let's just say 20, 2008, 2009 time frame. What led to that? Were you not eating properly? Were you just stressed? Was, I, it, was, stress, it the, was it a separation that you were going through that caused they, it? You know, the diagnosis, of course, was anemia. But they really couldn't figure out where all this blood was going. No, they, no other than the anemia diagnosis, there was real, really no identification of why I was losing blood or why I wasn't making the blood like your body should. And I just believe it was my body's way of saying, I've had enough. I can't get your attention with this and I can't get your attention with that. So I'm gonna get your attention with this. Now you quit playing. <laughs> we'll be right back to hear more about Shalita's story. And she has a client in studio for a testimonial. What if I told you that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head? What if with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind? and live every day as your true, authentic self. It is possible, and you can do it. The ebook, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage, How to Become Whole, Healed, Healthy, and Happy, shares how to resolve emotional baggage. And feel free to live true to your own personality, spirit, and character. Transform negative thinking into positive thinking and become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain. Get your free copy at thatanitalive.com slash ebook. And we're back with the life coach, Shalita, who helps all women win. Yes. Because you're... Everything, all of your Twitter handle, your website, everything is She Win Unlimited. Yes. Right? Yep. What's the story behind that? So She Win is my name. It's really just not that deep. Shalita Winfield. <laughs> That's really where, Yeah. Exactly. She is the first three letters of my first name. You know what and I read the first into three. It, right? Yeah, but that's, that's the but that's right. <laughs> right. Okay. And it just so happens. Okay that people read in it just like you did. She wins, okay. she wins. Right, 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 so right. that's what I, that, so I go with that in unlimited, meaning that we can do all things through Christ. Nothing is impossible. So it's unlimited. We, she, we as women win without limits. So tell me how you help your client here win. Well, we've known each other for quite some time. And so it became, a, the coaching relationship became a natural progression. Okay. And so I, I tend to work with women who are at a crossroads in their life. You know, like me, dealing with guilt, hurt, shame, and defeat mm -hmm. attracts women who are dealing with guilt, hurt, shame, and defeat. Mm -hmm. And so when you have to, when you're at a place in your life where you are ready to move past all of the things mm -hmm. that have been holding you back, okay. those are the kind of conversations that we have. And so... With Shanice, we talk a lot about goal setting, letting go of your past, walking in 
your value and your worth, mm -hmm. not being held by the choices that you made before, not allowing people to hold you oh. to things that you've done in your past and how that plays on your mind. And so we deal with just where you are okay. or where she is and where she wants to go and the steps to take to get there. So the coaching relationship, was it all talk or did you have exercises that she had to complete? Did you have assignments for her to read? How did that work out? Both. So Shanice in particular, I've not giving, given her, she has some activities or some things that I will hold her accountable to because she says she wants to do certain things. So I hold her accountable Still? to doing, absolutely, to doing those things. We was just, we just had this conversation on the way over here yeah. about some things she was supposed to be doing and yes. hasn't done yet, but she will be soon. <laughs> like this week, because she yes. will hold you accountable. And that's the good thing about having a life coach is that you have to have that accountability, mm -hmm. especially when you're trying to figure out with Shalita, she's already been through life and she's learned how to cope and deal with the things that she's dealing with. Mm -hmm. Whereas me, I'm going through it. So with having a life coach, it's like getting that accountability, mm -hmm. saying, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to accomplish. And I don't know how. So tell me, what are some of the things that she's holding you accountable for? She's holding me accountable for furthering my career, getting back out there. I've taken myself out of the workforce, um, out of the administration field, and she's holding me accountable. Um, I went through a lot of traumatic things this year, mm -hmm. and she's holding me accountable for saying, okay, you went through your storms, you're going through it still, but now you have to pick yourself up, put your big girl panties, as they say, on, <laughs> and start taking accountability for it and start making, putting actions to your words. Yeah, you gotta put, you gotta put feet to your words. Mm -hmm. And I don't let, I, I work hard not to allow Shanice to stay stuck where she is because it's comfortable. And we like to be comfortable. In our comfort zone. And so I, you know, so impact strategist, my desire, my purpose is to impact. I really should be a soul disruptor because <laughs> Because I really like to, my goal is to disrupt the status quo. And so we not, we, yep, all of those things happened, you know, this year, years before, mm -hmm. got that. So now what? Because next year ain't this year. So where are we going next year? Because we not saying in this year. So that's one of the, one of the things that we work on. So what's it like working with a life coach, Shalita? It is awesome. The accountability master. Like I said, it's amazing. She is, like I said, she, she's not judgmental, mm -hmm. for one. And to have someone to be on your side and to not beat you up, in a sense. But to have someone be a support system, mm -hmm. like a sister, like a mother, but also to give it to you real. Okay. But also from like a... She's very educated. She's very, she has a lot of knowledge. And she just, I mean, she just pours it out into me. And I, when did the coaching begin? The coaching began when I started, she gave me her phone number, we exchanged phone numbers, and I started talking to her and telling her things. And it was just trying to like talk about my life. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into, no, you need to start doing 
stop. I, she, like you said, holding you accountable. She is not to be played with. She called me this morning. And she said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to church other places because we go to church together. She said, no, you're going to Word Alive. I will meet you there. You're running late. Okay, you're going to be there. Meet me there. And you're riding with me. And that's where it comes into. She is, makes you just get up and just get on the ball. And it's and it differs from person to person, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, Shanice and I have a personal relationship, right, a personal right. friendship. So I can call her and say, "Hey, where are you going? No, mm -hmm. I need you need to be over here at twelve o'clock." That's not what coaching is about. Coaching the 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 um, the industry of coaching does not. I, I'm not telling people what to do. I'm not telling people how they should, what steps they should take. I help people figure out for themselves how they're going to get from step one to step two. How they get from point A to point B. And so when I have a client that I don't have a personal friendship with, mm -hmm. then it is, it's a different dynamic. And that's when I get more into the exercises, more into the activities. Okay. I can pick up the phone and call Shanice and say, you know, you told me you wanted to do X, so where's X? As opposed to someone else who found me on a website and entered into a coaching relationship from that point. However, mm. I'm just... I'm just a regular, I'm just a regular old chick. Not Tate. Because there are those of us out here who, that idea of they're going, the coach is going to lead you to or cause you to think of what your next step should be. Mm -hmm. And we just find that highly frustrating. It doesn't work for us. Okay. So what do you do if you get to a client who is not moving? They're doing the exercises, they're doing what you, what you tell them to do but it's not helping them progress. Then the, th the first question I ask them, are we really, did you really identify the right thing? Like, I understand that you say you came to me for X mm -hmm. and we have been working on X, but you aren't where you say you wanna be, so what else is going on? Cause something, is happen something else is happening. I wanna start a business, cause everybody, you know, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Everybody, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> right. I wanna start a business that I don't know what kind of business I should start. Well, the first question I'm going to ask is, what are you passionate about? Oh, I like everything. I like this. Nope. Nope. <laughs> but that, that's the answer, though. But see, I'm the type of person. That's the answer. That but you... I will tell you no. Like, I, no. That's not. Now, there's three or four different things that I like. No, okay, to well, pick one because you can't do them all at the same time. Well, I can, start, <laughs> I can start this business and then I can start that business. And they kind of go together because. No. I, and I really will have that mm -hmm. conversation that tries to peel back those layers just like you would an onion. And so I, that's where the moniker soul impact strategist comes from. Because at the end of the day, I'm not a business coach, I'm a soul coach. Okay. So you may wanna start a business, but you gotta understand what's on the inside of you that makes you want to start that business and what makes you joyous that you wanna share with somebody for the rest of your life, every day of your life, never get paid a dime and would do it anyway. That's a raw question. What okay. would you do? His, it, right. Right, for free. Mm -hmm. But that's a valid question. But here's the thing, though. Add to it, right? Add to it uh, if you didn't have the bills. Because a lot of people, when they think of that question, they're thinking, well, I still have, I still have bills. Because still, you do still have bills. I still have things to do. So I can't do it for free. That's not true. There is nothing that I could do just flat out for free. Well, no, starting a business and quitting your job are not the same thing. <laughs> You asked me about starting a business. You didn't ask me about quitting your job. So there's nothing that I can do 
for free. No, there's a lot of things you could do for free. I don't have that kind of time. Yes, you do. But then you're not you got that kind of time. I don't have that kind of time. We all got that kind so of time. So what am I supposed to do when I don't have that kind of time? You're supposed to keep your job. Until <laughs> you ready. So we'll go to counseling. <laughs> what? What? So what? I mean, we're joking about it. But what do you do that helps them dig down and narrow and get in touch with that one piece? First of all, you, you know, in your scenario, you have to understand, first of all, the person has to be open. And so open doesn't mean you giving me a whole lot of reasons why you can't do something. Open means we are working collectively to find solutions about how you can. And whatever question you ask them, they have to answer that question. They have to answer that question. That's what open means. Mm -hmm. They have to answer, answer that not question. Not be evasive. Right, absolutely. Not just respond. But they but right. give you the information that you need to help them move forward in their life. So what I didn't say was, so when a person comes to me, um, and, and we, we're talking, uh, we do the discovery session, we're okay. talking about coaching. I have mm -hmm. a soul impact plan, mm -hmm. which is a series of questions that people complete. And so the idea is that you have completed the soul impact plan mm -hmm. and the privacy and the honesty and the transparency of your own home. Okay. And then I take that information and that's how we formulate what it is that we're going to work on together. So it's not like I'm just pulling straws and you can't just come over willy nilly with just any old thing and I want to do this one thing but I want to do these 10 things. No, no, no. What did you put in your plan? From this plan, what are the top three things that you want to focus on in this relationship? Okay, or, and we're not a time, but what about a client that's, that every time you talk to them, they give you a different problem or a different subject. No, because, so for that, <laughs> for that. Because you know exactly who, that's why I have stuff in place for mm -hmm. that. I have a session prep form. You need to complete this form 72 hours before our next call. Oh. And that's what we're going to talk about. I, we're not going outside this box. <laughs> because if that's the case, if that's the case, then we just need to, you're just going to have to move in. Like, that's just crazy. Like, you can't have me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Like, we got 45 minutes to an hour on this particular session, and we're going to be real clear and pointed about what we're talking about. Have you ever had a client call you with crisis? Absolutely. I don't know what to do. I just got evicted from my home. Well, nine times out of ten, if they're paying for coaching, eviction is not an issue. However, I do have... I do have clients that call for that have crisis situations that call, and that's fine. That's built into the structure, but a crisis situation is a situation that's an emergency. We're going to come up with a game plan, a safety plan, and these 45 minutes that I'm about to give you, and then we gonna, then you're going to put some action to it. Like, I can't, no, we're not doing that. Like, you're not going, I didn't early on because I didn't know any better, but I have learned enough to be clear about we are always moving forward, forward. and that you have to put feet on your words or they do not move. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> Shalita is one booked sister. <laughs> you want help from her, reach out to her early. She speaks, she teaches, she coaches. <laughs> to reach out to Shalita, find her on Instagram at SheWinUnlimited. Help is here for you. You are not alone. Because we know sometimes you don't want to be fixed, you just want to be heard. Can I be get my website? Be sure to check out that'sanitalive.com for where and when to see our next episode.